Alright folks, it is uh, time now for the General Knowledge Podcast. Season 2, episode 14 is what we're up to for this one folks. Uh, we're recording this one on uh, Friday the 8th of May. Uh, we Not all of us are probably going to be available for the weekend as it is Mother's Day weekend this weekend coming up. So normally record on either a Saturday or Sunday but busy weekend coming. So we haven't got Ethan for this one, he's at work unfortunately but uh, Andy's joining us for this one. We do have a guest for this episode as well. But Andy, my man, how are you brother? Thanks for joining me. I'm very good, thanks General. Yeah, going really, really well. Yeah, big um, week beautiful for you, day man. in Brisbane today. Yeah, been a huge week for me. Yeah, everything's been go, go, go. Yeah, uh, that and um, trying to digest some of this <laughs> madness that just continues <laughs> to roll on and on and on. It so, does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things have uh, just doesn't just doesn't stop, does it? Things have hotted up a little bit, I reckon, uh, ever since the last episode. So, I mean, it's been. Well, yeah, well, Sunday would have been a fortnight, um, as we usually do between episodes, but um, yeah, plenty has happened, so I thought we'd better jump on and have a chat. Um, yeah, there's a few articles that have come out, there's lots happening, but um, yeah, we've got a fair bit fair bit to go over. Um, I just want to sort of do a bit of clearinghouse kind of stuff first of all, man. You've probably noticed, Andy, I've got um, a bit of a rebranding on the podcast, got some, some new logos up there, and still a little bit of tweaking to do, but um, it's coming It's coming up, It's it's looking good, we've got... Plenty of good um, subscribers coming along. We've um, got plenty more downloads happening, mate. It's all it's all it's all going. Yeah, it's, looking, ahead. it's looking very very looking very corporate now, general. A bit more, a bit more professional, you know. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates would be very proud, proud, mate. You're doing very well. <laughs> as long as I can impress him, yeah, for sure. That's, that's what it all comes down to. <laughs> mate, that last episode we did with Danny and uh, g'day Danny, thanks for for coming on. I hope you're listening as well. Um, really good, it was a good episode, um, mate. It went pretty much ballistic. In you know, usually after about two weeks, we usually hit around uh, maybe four to five hundred downloads. You know, that one we did last w- with Danny uh, was currently sitting at about eight hundred forty-five downloads for just that one in two weeks, which is uh, really good to see. Um, a lot of people have picked up on that one and they wanted to hear what Danny had to say. Yeah, Danny's very well followed. He is, and uh, yeah. he's got a good following. But, I mean, I, I was posting that um, the link to that podcast in lots of those sort of Pizzagate groups and stuff online because a lot of people were really interested um, to hear what he had to say as well. And I think we've scored a few more subscribers out of that as well, which is awesome. Thanks again. Yeah, we... we- we dug, we dug right deep into the uh, rabbit hole with that mm. one, General. Yeah, big time. And thanks again yeah. to all the, the people out there who have subscribed, who are listening, and uh, to our contributors to the Patreon as well, too. We really appreciate uh, all that help that comes through. Uh, as you can see, it's it's uh, being put to good use. You know, um, Coming up, uh, obviously, the big plans for the podcast, for Season 3 of the podcast. Uh, we'll finish punching out Season 2. Um, we've still got a few more episodes left to go for this one. But like I said, uh, and I'll sort of keep reminding folks that once season three is out, um, there will be more content. There'll be instead of the we'll still be doing the week the sorry the fortnightly uh, podcasts, which will be available for everyone as always. Um, there, there will be extra bonus content with most likely an extra show, um, which is going to be strictly for our Patreon supporters and all that sort of stuff too. So it'll be bonus content, uh, lots of stuff happening there for, for people who are willing to support us that you are going to get something for that. And it's going to be exclusively for the people that are supporting the show. So, uh, that's, what's coming up, uh, for season three. Um, going to get some, going to get some bumper stickers made up, Andy. I've been chatting to you about that, um, lately oh. too. So, 
folks, if you go over to, and you can get a better look at it if you're actually on a, on a computer um, rather than your phone because I haven't quite tweaked it as much just yet. But if you're on a PC and you jump over to uh, realnewsaustralia.podbean.com, that's the website for the actual podcast that we're on right now, the General Knowledge Podcast. You'll see I've got a new logo up on there. Um, and that, I'm actually going to sort of maybe tweak that a little bit more, but that's basically going to be what the bumper stick is going to look like. And I'm going to get uh, probably about 200 of those printed up by a little local printer. And uh, for those who support certain tiers on our Patreon account, you will get sent um, a bunch of those uh, stickers to... Uh, to you know, do whatever you want with, hopefully spread the word and um, chuck one on your car or your ute or whatever you got or on some signposts around the place. Who knows, wherever you want to put them, that's up to you. I'll leave that for the folks out there. But yeah, that's the sort of thing we're going to do, little bonus things like that. And uh, certain tiers, you know, if you contribute a certain amount, you'll actually be able to come on as a guest on the show and have a chat with us as well. So there's those sort of things is what we're going to do. But there's more and more things happening in the future for season three and onwards of the general knowledge podcast that's all that's all coming up andy but yeah do you like um you obviously like the new logo and the new look at all that and all that sort of stuff i do man yeah it's cool, cool. yeah no it really really freshens it up looks great yeah no, i do i'm really looking forward to seeing this um these bumper stickers yeah, no, it should be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Man, about you got myself, me actually. like really intrigued what they're going to look like. <laughs> That'd be good, man. I'll hey? make sure you get a, get a big handful as well, man. It'd be good. We'll get them around the place. Do I get a freebie or a bit of, what's bit of marketing off, mate? You'll get more than a freebie. You are you are part of the show, <laughs> big fella. <laughs> oh uh, man, all mate. all of it's worth if I can get a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save when's your birthday I'll, give, I'll save it for your birthday <laughs> no, no, I, 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 that's top secret general <laughs> oh, mate. well mate for this show we've got a fair bit to, to go over like I said um, we do have a, uh, a guest uh, he's just waiting in the wings right now so an article that I put up back on April 18th um, by one of our contributors new contributor and obviously she follows what we do and, uh, and our colleagues as well ethan as well um tracy johnson is our guest uh, for this episode first time being on a podcast so she's a little nervous but she'll be fine we're like i said we're just having a bit of a chat and we're going to get uh tracy to pretty much go over this awesome um article that she put together um very in-depth and it's got heaps of info on there too so it's she put a lot of work into it and i really deserves the the kudos for the time she spent doing this and she's basically just blowing the lid on the ridiculousness that is this covid19 bullshit that we're going through right now so tracy how are you and thanks for coming on we do appreciate your time mate and uh, i know it's your first time doing anything like this but <laughs> mate, like i said it's good fun we just go and have a bit of a chat and we we throw the ball yeah. back and forth and go over all the info it's good fun sounds good to me <laughs> you've yeah a little bit nervous listened, um you listened to the podcast before though, haven't you you've Oh, lots of them, yeah. yeah cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what we're about, you know how, it's, you know how yeah, it rolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I do, so sort we'll, of. what we'll do, <laughs> we'll just get, encourage anyone who's listening um, now, obviously when we upload this one here, you can go to realnewsaustralia.com. Um, it's just gone off the front page scroll bar at the moment, but if you just go down a little bit, you'll see Tracy's article there called COVID-19, That is the Question. 
Um, and we're just going to get Tracy to just basically take us through it a bit. You can go in, as in-depth as you want. Um, I don't care if you want to read it word for word, and we'll just, Andy and I will jump in um, with comments or questions or whatever as you go along. And then, yeah, after that, we'll, we'll just take it from there. But I guess um, the way this episode's yep. going to go is after we cover this, we'll probably delve into a bit more about the vaccine stuff that's happening. Uh, we're going to chat a bit about this Anastasia Palaszczuk in inverted commas and quotation marks flu shot that she got um and we're also going to have a <laughs> chat about this um massive issue now which is this nrl all the nrl players standing up against um the nrl basically for uh trying to mandate that they have flu shots and they don't want them so it's really good to see um but yeah so heading into this first article um Again, I, I only read it. I've only read it once because that was when you first sent it to me. I've I've had a good read through it, and of course was was blown away. It was really good. Um, so I haven't read it since then, but Excellent. it's going to be really good to get a refresh, man. So I'll leave it with you. Um, oh yeah, gosh. To, to well, I haven't read through. it since it was um, <laughs> uploaded either. So. Yeah, that's all right. But I mean, you wrote it, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know yeah, what's in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got a basic, you know. So first of, uh, I suppose I'd like to say. Thank you to TOTT News and Real News Australia for picking up my article. That's very exciting. Um, So this article I wrote was designed to provoke the otherwise closed and brainwashed minds Mm. into a new realm, if you like, of questioning. I just want people to question things. So I just, yeah, my intention was simply to open the minds of those who are unable to see past the coronavirus propaganda the so-called crisis, Mm. and to hopefully evoke some intelligent, critical thinking, you know. So um, basically... Sorry to to jump in early, but that is exactly why we do this, mate. This this is why I started Real News Australia. It's why I started doing this podcast with the boys, because... I just want people to question stuff, you know, just like you said, you oh. just open your fucking eyes, people, and question some shit that's going on, you know, when it doesn't look right, it doesn't add up, then there's a reason for that, and, you know, start asking questions and start demanding answers, you know, I'm, I'm so with you on that, Trace, that's why I love that yeah. you put this together, I'm so glad you're on the same wavelength as us, it's so good. Oh, that's good to know, yeah, um, I mean, I just think of people I know, like my, well, I don't want to say who, Okay, I better not. But there are people I know who will believe exactly what's on TV and that is it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to show them there's another side of things, things that you're not seeing on TV. And I just wanted to present it in a way that, you know, was easy to read and maybe they might sit back and consider. So Mm. consider the reality of actually dying of the the virus and uh, what prompted our extreme worldwide lockdowns. I mean, my gosh. I have never seen anything like this in my life. I'd, I'd say we're all the same. We've never seen anything like this so extreme in our lives. So what on earth prompted such lockdowns in the first place? So from what I could find out, it was um, really based on a predictive model produced by the Imperial College. And it was created by epidemiologist Professor Neil Ferguson from the UK. So his model created wild and outlandish predictions for countries all over the world. But um, here in Australia, his model calculated that up to 150,000 deaths. Now, so far, our death rate sits at 97. <laughs> less, you know, less than 100. It just goes to show you the ridiculous of it right there. That's, you're only like a sentence into your article. I mean, I anyone know. with the two fucking brain cells in their head rubbing together can see this. Like, surely... And, yeah. and just to interject then, I know you only just got started, but 
I just want yeah. to bring up too, because this only just came out, what, I think yesterday, Andy, as well. Neil Ferguson, he's nicknamed Professor Lockdown, right? This is the fuckwit from the Imperial College, like Tracy saying. He has now been busted. He had to step down as his, in his role as an advisor to this um, health council or whatever his, his part is, uh, advising the government, because he was breaking these own fucking lockdown measures he was putting in place to go and have a, a, um, a, you know, a secret relationship oh. with a woman who he's... Who they're all oh. he's cheating with and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, this is the, and he's just been busted for doing this. It's all it's all no in the news way. now. Yeah, I'm not joking, eh? Like this oh, this dickhead wow, who's told that. the world to lock down has been breaking the his own lockdown rules. It's one rule for them and one rule and you know the rest for all of us. Like it's just ridiculous. I just oh, wanted I just wow. had to let you know. I wasn't sure if you'd heard of that. So no, yeah. I have not. I'll, I'll find that one and I'll send that to you. <laughs> I want that. I want that. Yes. So going back to Ferguson, yeah, mm. this guy is no stranger to the creation of piffle models. I just call him piffle. You know, um, he has a track record. I don't know if you know, but he was also responsible for the creation of the 2009 swine flu model. Now that predicted 4 million deaths worldwide, yet the end result was 18,000. So 4 million down to the end result being 18,000. He was also responsible for a model in 2005 that predicted a staggering 200 million deaths worldwide from bird flu and the end result was 282 deaths. <laughs> so can you believe that 200 million deaths he predicted and the final global death count was less than 300. So this guy is well known for creating eccentrically freakish predictive models. Yet his model was once again used to predict the COVID-19 outcomes. You know, that just blows me away. Mm. I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> um, so I just want people to, you know, consider things like this, sit back and think. Um Something else I spoke about in my article was the change to the COVID-19 infectious status. So, or status rather, um, as of the 19th of March, COVID-19 was no longer considered to be a high consequence infectious disease or a HCID in the UK. And that mortality rates were now considered to be low. So that was back on the 19th of March. And, if the, you know, it's not considered to be um, a high coincidence in infectious disease and they know the mortality rates are, are low, why are they still continuing with these lockdowns? Yeah. yeah look, so um, even if they took the precaution in the beginning and went, oh, we've, we've got this new virus, we better take all these precautions, we better lock yeah. everything down. But since this new information came out and they lowered its, its status of, of infectious yeah. status, you know, maybe that's when they should have going, oh, look, look, everyone, it's not as bad as we thought. We're going to lift these restrictions and everyone can sort of go back to normal. And, you know, I mean, like, why not do it back mm. then? And it's we're in May now. So we're, well, what is it, two, you know, about two months later? Yeah. And we're, we're only just starting to see some easing of these fucking pathetic restrictions as of now. You know what I mean? We're, I mean, I saw... Um, an article I think from the Brisbane Times, like just just this afternoon, my wife was talking about it, saying how, you know, they're going to allow, you know, more people, more visitors in your home, and more, you know, shops and cafes opening, blah blah blah. That's all coming as of as of um, I think midnight next Friday. So they're going to wait until like next Friday or Sunday or whatever it is next week. So we've still got one more week of the shit restrictions now, and then they're going to lighten it again. But like you're saying, this it's it came mm. out. 
that in England they lowered this status of this disease. In, yeah, in 19th March. of March. In March. Yep. And then they you didn't can find that on their In fact, they made the restrictions no. worse. I know. Yeah. Uh, no, you I'm just sorry. can't wrap your head around. <laughs> oh, no, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, um, they even revised the chance of dying from COVID-19 um, to a low of between 0.5% and 1%. So, I mean, that's really low. If nothing can justify these lockdowns in my mind. Um, so, once again, I have to ask, why have our lockdowns not been urgently revised and adjusted and lifted? Um, so, another thing I covered in my article I, was the purposeful inflation of death counts. Oh, yeah, this is major. So, yeah, I really wanted to focus on this bit too. This is good. Mm. So, this comes straight from the WHO. You know, unbelievable. So the WHO has instructed hospital administrators all over the world to then instruct their doctors to classify deaths, deaths as COVID-19, whether that was the cause of death or not. Mm. So, in fact, the patient who dies do not, does not even have to test positive and may only be of suspicion of having the virus. So, in other words, a person may die of a heart attack or an aneurysm or suicide. And if COVID-19 is suspected with zero proof of having it, then that is what will be listed as a cause of death. So... Um, and have you heard so, about the, the mm, financial benefit that they've had for mm, doing that? Have you heard about that? I, I think, certainly um, have heard about it. Yeah, so I think yeah, what the Judy, is, Judy mm. Mikovits mentioned it in that pandemic documentary, which we'll, we'll mention a little bit later in the podcast. But oh, she's you know, awesome. She, she mm. was saying that, um, you know, a, a hospital that comes in and, and classifies a person as simply having COVID-19, not even yep. just dying of it, the hospital immediately, like they get, nine, I think it was like $19,000 for that patient. Wow. And then oh. you know, from, from the National Institute of Health or something or whatever it is, and then if that person's put on a ventilator, they get something like 37000 yeah. or some shit. And I mean, they're, they're incentivizing yeah. them to put COVID-19 as, a, as, a, as an infection that this person might have, even without testing them. Um, so it's just ridiculous. Horrifying, the incentivization yeah. to try and drive the numbers up is what we're focusing on here. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I included the direct link to the WHO's coding policy just so people can check this out for themselves. You know, um, it says, what does it say? It states that COVID, uh, that the COVID death code can be used when, in inverted commas, the disease diagnosis of COVID-19 is not identified and laboratory confirmation is inconclusive or not available. Yeah, so, let's, so just, yeah. let's just reiterate that again for the people listening. So, mm -hmm. you know, so if anyone out there so is you can... know, having a conversation with, with someone and they're going, oh, you know, that can't be true or whatever. No, 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 no. This is directly from the World Health Organization that told yeah. the CDC and who then passed it on to pretty much every health institute well, on all the fucking countries planet. around the world. Yeah, they're all tied into this, yes. the World Health Organization. That's right. So this mandate came from them. And once again, number from two them. on that code says when the you know, to, to put COVID-19... disease diagnosis of... Yep. Now you go over it again. Yeah, so it, it specifically says the disease diagnosis of COVID-19 is not identified and laboratory confirmation is inconclusive or not available. 
So you can still list mm. as a COVID death. And this same information can be found on our own Australian Bureau of Statistics under the guidance for certifying deaths due to COVID-19. So exact same information and protocols we're, we're doing right here, and it all comes from the WHO. It's, See, yeah. I, I just wanted mm. to jump in there as well. Andy, you might want to jump in as well here, but I had a, I wanted to sort of put something to you. Now, look, you mentioned just before, Trace, that our, like our death from COVID-19 in Australia hasn't even reached the three-digit mark yet, right? So we're still That's right. Not, Still 97. Okay. 97, yeah. Now, if if this mandate has been handed down from the WHO and, you know, they're saying you could code these deaths, you know, as a COVID-19, even if it hasn't been, like it says, if it's not identified and laboratory confirmation is inconclusive or not available, right? I would, mm. have, I would have thought that they would have been trying to inflate our death rate a lot more than what it is. You know, to me, it seems weird that we've got such a low death rate. You know what I mean? Compared to all other parts of the world, you know, it's like it to me. It's and Andy, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So it's 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 like sometimes, yeah, for some reason, our coroners or whatever or our medical staff here maybe have a little bit of a conscience and gone, well, we don't know if it is, we can't prove it is. Let's not put COVID nineteen only if it's confirmed. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I'm just wondering yeah. why we haven't gone so ballistic like they have in the US and stuff with putting, you know, a simple heart attack down as a COVID-19 death and, you know, a cancer death as a COVID-19 death. You know, why do you think, Andy, that we as Australians haven't got this massive number like the rest of the world in, in regards to even just attempting to inflate these numbers? Yeah, I think that I think that monetary um, like um, incentive isn't here. That's mm, all I think mm. it is. I, I just, I just think that somehow um, that uh, whoever's orchestrated this thing just hasn't allowed for a budget for Australian doctors, or, or somehow it, it's it's too hard, or, or something, or it's too I don't know. Who knows? But that's the only reason that I could possibly think, and the only reason that we have got like ninety odd people is you know simply because people want to suck, suck, suck up to the system, you know, like. I would put a massive doubt on any single one of those deaths being actually attributed to COVID-19 because, as we know yeah. and we've exposed before, there is no COVID-19 specifically. They've never, they've never isolated it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, coronaviruses are many um, and so whether or not they're even just detecting simple coronaviruses but labeling them as COVID-19 is one thing um, so yeah I think you, you might be on the right path there I, I never actually considered that but even though I mentioned it before for the US as they're incentivizing COVID-19 yeah. deaths and stuff like that um, yeah possibly maybe I, I can't verify that but I mean um, it would be good to no. know if if that sort of situation is happening here in Australia, I mean, well, I'll throw it back to you, Tracy. Do you know? I mean, what, first of all, what are your thoughts on why specifically we've got this low number, even though they've been told they can basically put COVID nineteen for you know someone dying of you know sepsis during a surgery or some shit they could put it down to COVID nineteen if they wanted to. What's your? I mean, is it? Do you kind of I guess agree with Andy? Maybe it's not in, not incentivized, or have you any other, other thoughts? I really don't know. To t yeah, I, I couldn't really comment too much on that. I don't. Know. I've not looked into the financial incentives. Um, in that you know Australia compared to it, what American American hospitals are getting. I don't know. So yeah, but it is. 
I would expect that we would have had more. So mm. 97 to me in all of our country seems very low. Mm. Um, but, but... Uh, yeah, I'd also like to add that there has been an interesting update regarding the death counts in the USA, uh, which I spoke to you a little bit, you know, before. Fair, yeah, yeah. yeah Enlight- the CDC. Let's enlighten our listeners to this info. This is cool. This this blows me away. Okay, so the CDC has recently published an update on death counts in the USA, stating that on the first of May, their national death count in the USA was just over thirty-seven thousand. Yet the Worldometer, which we all have been watching, um, had a tally of over 65,000 on that same day. So what's going on there? 37,000 from the CDC, 65,000 on the Worldometer on the 1st of May. So is this a case of the CDC accidentally telling the truth? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder where these um, this Worldometer website is actually pulling their figures from, or you know what I mean? Like, what gives them this this credibility to to start putting those sort of numbers oh, out there? Yeah. And, um, you know what I mean? So yeah, and you're right. There's there's you know, I guess probably news outlets around the world that are using those statistics as yeah. the figures. You know, when um, it's literally about half, and and. The, those figures that they actually came out with that you've you've got that graph for and i'll um i'll try and link that in the show notes as well for the listeners um that was it what's the figure now 30 did you say 35 30? so it was thirty-seven thousand on the first of may but that has changed it's oh, now yeah. up just over forty thousand, but it's still way short yeah, of what really you're low. seeing um on the worldometer yep. yeah way way short yeah, so, so uh, it's yeah, it's it was almost half, I guess, at one stage there of what they were saying. Um, yeah, yeah so, and, and we can't, and, and and as we've just discovered that you've told us before in your article, we can't even trust those figures to begin with because we know that they've inflated the numbers dramatically, rid- ridiculously inflated those numbers because they've incentivized COVID nineteen um, to be putting that down as the cause of death when. Uh, it clearly isn't for most cases, you know. Yeah. And Tracy, yeah. I shared the other day, Andy. I don't know if you saw it as well. I was at the other. It might have been yesterday. Um, for folks who uh, are interested, head over to the Real News Australia Facebook page, and uh, it was on. Uh, so it was 21 hours ago. So it was yesterday. I did a little. It said it was a chronicle of posts about the scam, and uh, someone had put this together. That I've just shared. There's a, there's basically over 200 images of screenshots that this person's grabbed from you know chat threads and comment threads and you know facebook and twitter and all this sort of stuff and the gist is pretty much the same for all of them here's an example i have my own story of my sister-in-law's fiance died of a massive heart attack on the april 3rd and they recorded his death as covid19 i knew since then something was wrong and of course um, wasn't paying attention to the media, blah, blah, blah. So, And that's simply one example of about 200-odd. And there's countless hundreds and hundreds more which they could have put on this this chronicle of um, posts of the scam. Because you know, people are coming out going, you know, I've seen so many people going, and, and like like a local news network would go, oh, we've got another case in whatever county, this is in the US, whatever county in this town, and then the, a relative of that person who died will come on and in, in comment on that particular posts from that news website on their facebook page and go you guys are liars that was my granddad he didn't die of covid19 he died in a car accident you know something like that and 
you know, and that they're putting it down as as um, COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's not only is it fake news; it's fake numbers as well. So, well, I'm looking at an article. Uh, it was written by this. It was uh, um, in a Christchurch, so Christchurch newspaper. So this guy's written in and said, "My mother died last week in a care home at the age of 98. When my brother registered her death, as expected, the cause given was fragility due to old age. But he was surprised to see the doctor certify the death as COVID-19. <laughs> there you go. Another yep. example. This yep. is happening yep. around the world. So Christchurch, New Zealand, that one is, folks. Yes. Um, that yeah. was at Dorset, a place called Dorset. Countless Tony countless Parkinson. Cases. Yeah, so that was Tony Parkinson in Dorset. And uh, this is really classic. I love this. Um, we've got man eaten by shark dies from coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, That was a funny meme, though, Trace, that someone has put up. Oh, is it? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, thank yeah. God. I never checked into that one, but I just saw that come up somewhere. Yeah, because um, I, I shared something similar on the... Uh, on the Real News Australia Facebook page, which was like, yeah. you know, man um, skydiving without parachute dies of COVID-19. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to watch out for those ones. They will yeah, get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you certainly do Well, that's why, like, when I do, you know, as I wrote this article, I want to check and check and recheck and check. Yep. So something like that was not in my article, but it's yep. something I saw recently. But um, right, I wouldn't well, actually, write something and, and put it on paper unless I had literally checked and checked and checked and getting, so, getting back yeah. to, the, um, to this article folks again once again really australia.com covid19 that is the question um let's let's head to the part there just under where you were talking about those codes um because this, this is sort of what we were just talking about as well with regards to the media disinformation and the, the oh yeah of fear of the virus you know that was a big <clears throat> deal yeah, well, I mean, you want to you want to feel confident, don't you, in the knowledge that media will report honestly and factually. However, there's a number of recent articles that have been misleading, to say the least. For instance, on the 1st of April 2020, it is reported that a 13-year-old boy was the youngest to die from COVID-19 in the UK. But the only problem with this is the same boy died three years earlier on the 16th of May 2017 in Ireland and then again on the 13th of July 2017 as reported in, a Czech, in the Czech Republic. So each time this boy has died, he also had a different name but it's the same picture. Um, so yeah, there was one of these news articles I was looking at at the time and the picture of the boy and while I looked at it, suddenly... The picture changed. They removed the photo of the boy and they put up a COVID nineteen test. Yes, so that's right. And you've got, you've got a screen out. capture of that too. So I there's an image of that do. for people to look at. Yeah, that's exactly it happened right. right. Yeah, right in front of my face. I thought, wow, look at this. So, um, what other dishonest news do we have? Um, let me see. Oh, the ERs. There was that footage of the ERs um, as well. Remember they were showing yes, uh, so, the Italian so that's one, right. I think. That's right. They showed footage of overflowing ERs and hospitals in New York City when, in fact, it was for, it was footage from a packed Italian hospital that aired on Sky News one week earlier. Um, another one shows scenes of a busy hospital ward where, apparent, where they were apparently struggling to cope. However, instead of real patients, they were using mannequins. So that's, that, that was one of my yeah. favourites. I did talk about that on a previous podcast as well because that was gold. That was yeah. just so bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, there was a photo used um, without permission in a Facebook in a Facebook ad, which claimed that four family members died of COVID. The only problem there was the same family members saw the ad and were rightfully horrified. So they. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, Mum, we're dead. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of, you know, misinformation going around, and people are reading these things and believing them. So I, I just wanted to present, you know, an article that's easy to read and, and factual, and all the links are there. Yeah, I can check that. everything. Yep. So, yep. so I don't want to, you know, print something that's not real or true. It's yep. got to be yep. fact. So yeah. I'm just really grateful that you guys um, took up my article and published it. <laughs> yeah, no worries, mate. And yeah. we might just um, skip down a little bit too about specifically to do with Australia because you've got this this section here. Yeah, where does this leave Australia and where do we go from here? So, um, mm. yeah. Uh, let me see. You've got the picture of ScoMo staying in lockdown and, of course, the one little line underneath it PM says, only a vaccine will allow us to go back to normal. That is quite scary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm very worried about this. Um, Yeah, they're they're certainly using the COVID-19 as a segue to to force mandate. Um, I mean, let's let's talk about... I mean, you obviously heard about how that, that chloroquine medication that was working for all these people you know like it was helping them you know the, get over their coronavirus or whatever you know like and that's been around since what like the 30s or whatever it is it's been around for a long time this this <laughs> it certainly when, has I, I don't know i'm yeah. a bit of a, a mash fan if you know the the series mash yep, yep. and yeah there's an episode on there where they're using chloroquine um <laughs> for malaria treating yep. you know, everybody there so i mean it has been around for a long long time well known yeah yeah and i remember seeing stuff from this uh fauci guy over in the u.s saying that um you know he wants to see uh double blind placebo studies of this chloroquine being used Why? um you know before he'll start pushing it as a treatment but yet he's more than happy to rush a vaccine without any human trials and all that sort of stuff. You know, no double-blind placebo studies for that vaccine for coronavirus, and yet, you know, he won't allow something that's cheap and effective that we know works, and he wants to push this vaccine on everyone without any studies. You know what I mean? Like, the hypocrisy is just... It's mind-numbing. Right. You know, how do people not see this, mate? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm just really worried that this Chinese virus has ever so conveniently segued the enforcement of flu vaccinations within many sectors, but most notably, of course, our healthcare workers. So that includes all doctors, nurses, paramedics, dentists, orderlies, cleaners, suppliers, and all other staff who have contact with a place offering healthcare. That's a lot of people who now have to be force vaccinated really to keep their jobs it is force you know it is so i'm wondering like i mean you're not allowed to go into a nursing home unless you've been vaccinated so um you know if you want to go see your grandma what do you do there if you if you don't want to have the flu vaccine you you just can't see her so i'm wondering will that apply to visitors to hospitals in the future i don't know good question good question Mm. Yeah, no idea. 
Andy, I've actually had a few people contact me um, directly, messaging me through the page, through the Real News Australia Facebook page, and, and emailing as well, saying, "Look, um, I've lost my job, or you know, my dad's just lost his job. Wow. And he was a supplier to whatever nursing home, you know, and they've basically said you have to have a flu shot, otherwise, you, you we will have to go with another supplier and." He went well. I'm not going to have it. So there's you know, obviously lost that, that that client as one of he was a delivery driver for like fruit and veg or something or other. And like even the, the simple delivery driver has to they're saying has to have these updated flu shots and stuff to even go anywhere near on on a property of these places, Andy. So I mean it's 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 really putting people in a bad position. You know, like it's in our, alone. Alone, alone yeah. talks about this coercion as well, man. I mean, have you have you heard of this sort of stuff happening as well? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and what do they do? Yeah, we, we, you know, what do they do? Do they just oh, lose a client? Do they just lose their job? And like, is there any way around it? I don't know. Well, that's we had this conversation, like myself and others, this week. You know, like, you know, how do they prove that you haven't had, like, you know, that you've had a flu vax, really? Because indeed, you know, like for adults, like there's no immunisation, like booklet or record from what i sort of know about so you know like i can go down to the local chemist and buy an over-the-counter flu jab and take it home and inject myself like so i don't kind of understand like where they're coming from like and how they show the receipt and say here's my receipt i've had it or you know how are they going to prove that you've had it i mean isn't 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 your medical information private and personal? You know what I mean? Isn't that... How do they well, have a right to, to know your personal private medical information? <laughs> well, ask, ask the current NRL football players. I yeah. mean, their private medical information is plastered all over the damn news. Yeah, and we'll get into that shortly. I didn't want to segue into it too quickly. Yeah, but yeah sorry. We'll get into that quickly. I mean, we'll get into that very shortly. But, yeah, I mean, as far as I was aware, your medical details were personal. You know what I mean? So, and that's a good question. How are they going to prove that you haven't had it? Can you? Wouldn't you just go? Well, I've had my. I'm up to date. I've had my flu shots. And what are they going to do? Take your word for it? Or, I mean, what proof do they want? I'd like to hear from from the folks out there as to what proof they're actually after to prove that you're up to date or that you've had your flu shot. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I will. Yeah. I've, got, I've got like Photoshop software. I'll, I'll doctor up a letter for someone to, to you know from a fake doctor and I'll sign it myself. You know. <laughs> This patient of mine has had their flu shot. Here you go. You know, wow. like, it's so yeah. easy to do. You could fake that shit so easily. So what proof are they going to have? I don't understand. Yeah, We're going to have to investigate this. Mm. <laughs> go undercover. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'd, like, like, I'd like to um, yeah, get some comments from people who have actually had this problem with visiting some elderly in a, in a nursing care home or, or some workers or some you know, people like that. Um, no, we should do. We should it, just drive up to one, Andy, and say we're here to visit someone, and you know, or you know, and, and see what they say. You know, like. Well, we'll have to have a name. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, Betty, okay. where, do you see, where do you see Betty? Um, <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a Betty in a There's gonna be twenty five Bettys. <laughs> exactly. Gladys exactly. Smith. <laughs> Gladys, Ethel, yeah. <laughs> Ethel, yeah. yeah. I mean, surely then they'll be like, um, well, I mean, surely, yeah. What are they going to do? Like, are they going to go, oh, have you had your flu shot? Yeah, yeah, I've had it. Okay, on you go. Like, what are they going to do? How are you going to prove it? 
I don't know, General. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really right? shifty yeah. one. Let's, let's I think at the moment that there, we it's, put the feelers out. It's, it seems to be aggressive towards the employees of um, nursing For care sure. institutions. It seems to be uh, like a real attack on, on nurses and the staff and everyone like that. So, um, so and I feel really feel for these people. You know, it's mm. terrible. Mm. Uh, Trace, uh, is there anything else you wanted to finish off with regards to that article at all? Uh, regards to the article, no, not really. I just say read it. Look up the links that I've got provided so you can double-check for yourself. Um, but I went to a lot of trouble to make sure that what I what I presented was clear, easy to read, something you can share with your mum or dad who, you know, um, may be just watching mainstream TV and they need something else to, to enlighten them. Mm. Um, yeah, so, no, that that's awesome. about all. I'll, yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad you, um, you wrote it. I'm glad you put your heart and soul into that one and put it together so feel free any any other further further articles or on any other topics you put mm. together yeah again uh ethan and myself you know we'll, we'll publish them um just send awesome. them on through and come on for another chat and talk about them but obviously we're not going to say goodbye to you just now we want to have a further chat about some other topics as yep. well um okay, now yeah. just going back to realnewsaustralia.com uh so just the other day folks our illustrious um Queensland Premier, the head of our state, um, put herself up on uh, Channel 7 on TV and on a live broadcast and gave herself uh, the flu jab. Well, she had a, I guess we we're assuming she's a nurse. She wasn't wearing any nurse gear or gloves or face mask or a badge or anything. Or, so we're assuming this person is a nurse who I issued the flu shot. We don't actually know, but anyway. Um, so on April 29, uh, I posted this one called... And it's a question. Busted Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk caught faking flu shot on TV. Um, so I've gone through it all because what they put up on um, for the for the folks watching was, in fact, a reenactment. But that didn't come out until, I guess, later in the afternoon. So when they put this information up and the, what they broadcast to the, to the public was a shot of a nurse pretending to give the Premier the injection. And uh, there's, you know, still images and close-ups of, you know, that the cap's still on the needle and all that. And, you know, she didn't push the plunger and, you know, um, didn't swab the site with alcohol first. You know, she just sort of pretended to do it. And, and then later on, it, it came out in the afternoon later that there was another video uh, that they brought out and it showed... I guess, a, a full version of the event and a different angle of the event. And you can even hear the reporters going, oh, it was that quick. We didn't get it. Can you do it again? And so they staged the scene again, hence the the cap on the syringe and blah, blah, blah. But it, to me, I just found it very bizarre that they chose the staged one to put in the on TV and to put in the media when, in fact, they did have other footage because they brought it out. You know what I mean? Like, they had the other footage of her actually... Well, we still don't know if she even had a flu vaccine. Could have been a saline injection for all we know. Who knows? There's boxes on the table there, but you can't really even see what they are. Anyway, um, you know what I mean? So that, why didn't they just use the actual footage of her receiving the flu shot? Or we'll, we'll suspect it to be the flu shot. Um... Instead of putting up the fake shit, you know what I mean? Like, why would you air the reenactment stuff when they actually did have the footage? That's what I found to be very strange. So, uh, you know, I, I broke down this whole article, put up videos, 
And then I, as I was actually putting it all together, I had, I, I was looking for footage on my, on my phone, on, on Twitter and so forth. And I, I went, I, 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 I found it. I went, oh, here's, here's the one I was looking for. And I, I watched it and I went, holy shit, wait a minute. I'm looking at that syringe doesn't have a cap on. And she did swab the side. And, you know, like she did press the plunger. And I'm like, what the hell is going she, on? Like it was blowing yeah, my mind. She did put a Band-Aid on. As, yeah, mm. there's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. So I'm seeing one video here on the one that they put up and it's fake. I'm seeing another one here and it's real. So as I was actually putting this together, stuff kept coming to light. Um, so I continued to update the article. I put up a full video showing that it was a retake of the actual event, you know, um, but you know, by by then it had already gone sort of viral as well, and it had gone around. And it's been shared over seventeen hundred <laughs> times, you know. So, um, and it was going absolutely ballistic on Facebook and social media, and people were hammering the premier for faking this flu shot and stuff. And then they're like, and then Channel Seven, <laughs> Channel Seven had to come out and um, and actually show. <laughs> um, this other video because they were getting smashed, you know, so so badly for for showing the fake one, um, and they had to go no 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 look she did get it. But the best part, guys, was of course, you know, they were actually referring to, and this is a big win for us. They were they actually showed realnewsaustralia.com and they they were referring to my article as uh, you know saying oh the anti vaxxers are, are, are blowing up because she didn't get it and they're putting out fake news blah blah blah. And uh, even though, you know, obviously I, it was a question and all that sort of stuff, you know, I'd, and I'd updated the article and put all the information in there. Like, I didn't leave it out and wasn't sensationalizing it. You know, I was simply asking questions and putting all this information out there. But I found it to be, um, I, mean, I don't know about you guys, I thought it was a massive win for us because, you know, they were plastering, you know, realnewsaustralia.com and uh, driving traffic to my site. You know, my stats went ballistic that day, so... Um, really, thanks again, Channel Seven, for doing that. I really appreciate it. That's what I wanted to say. But I wanted to get your take on it, Tracy, and then we'll throw to Andy. I mean, do you? Do you I mean, are you sort of along the same lines? Like, why would they show the fake, the reenactment stuff instead of the real stuff? You know, like it. It just seemed to be maybe they were trying to catch out the anti-vaxxers in the end and and make us look, you know, like like idiots because we're sharing information that's not real or. You know, I mean, it, it definitely raised a massive hubbub. So I just wanted to sort of, I guess, get your take on, on that whole scenario as well, Trace. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's just laziness. Maybe they're on a timeline, a deadline, and they're like, oh, that'll do. We'll just put this up. Um, perhaps, you know, that could be why they put the fake one up. But And then, you know, with the responses they were getting, they, you know, they've had to... Uh, put the real one, but even the real one I'm not convinced with because as the camera comes in, you don't actually see the syringe um, properly, clearly. Like You can't see if there's anything in the syringe. Correct. Her, her hand is yeah. also blocking it the whole time as well. Yeah, it's still really sus to me. Um, yeah, I slowed it right down and really, you know, took it apart, but um, you can't really tell if she really was in the end vaccinated or not but i think you know the fake one just went up probably because laziness and, and a timeline and they've just gone ah we'll just use this <laughs> i don't know or maybe they thought we're so silly we wouldn't notice i don't know well they got that wrong didn't they <laughs> that's just it yeah look if anything 
it, it goes to show you how on the ball people are with regards to this stuff. You know, we are watching them like a hawk. Scrutinizing, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of, I guess, put them in the, you know, in, in the limelight there, you know, under the spotlight, because people are, they, you know... And yeah. anything comes to do with someone like that on TV getting a shot or whatever, and I've seen this before multiple times uh, from all around the world, and, you know, especially in America and stuff, when you know some sort of you know, governor or whatever or personality gets a flu shot or an injection on TV, you know, mm. and it's faked, and it's happened before. It's definitely been faked many times on things, you know. Um, so no wonder people are, are all over this, you know what I mean? But I guess it's kind of alerted them to the fact that, you know, shit, we better be careful. We can't put fake stuff up because they'll catch us. Yeah, they're onto us. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that yeah. was that was quite amusing. I'm waiting to see if she gets sick in the same. next week. Yeah, the they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Anastasia. We, we hope she's well, little Miss Queen. Oh, of Lock- course I Queen do. Lockdown I of Queensland. She's precious. We can't see it ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what about you, man? What's your take on uh, on that flu shot stuff? I want to hear yours, man. Man, I reckon, uh, you know, like you've said before, uh, like these um, politicians have been caught out multiple times faking the so-called injection. I mean, it's just a it's just a photo shoot, right? So she gets dragged out, you know, out of her little chamber down downstairs into the public gallery to do a photo shoot. I don't think they ever intended to do an actual vaccination onto her. So they go through the photo shoot. She toddles back into her little, you know, wherever she goes to during the day, back in, back into a coffin. And, and, then, um, and then obviously the whole thing blows up overnight and the next day. And they, they have to drag the fat turd back downstairs and like they'll have to they'll, they'll stab her again i think they sort of like worked it out and like did a few runs with it and got the perfect you know like actual cap off you know go it up but probably didn't stick her and and then and then roll with that oh sorry guys here's the original one you know mm-hmm. so i think that i think this that the shot with the cap off injection was a, a post shoot that they did the following day once they realise that this is blown up in their faces. Mm, interesting. There you go. You know, it wouldn't, and it wouldn't be so yeah. easy because I think she almost lives on site anyway. So she just has to throw on the same dress and just drag out that same woman again, with, tie her hair the same way and throw on the same clothes. Mm. Just sit here, sit here, you do this. We'll run this through a few, few takes and we'll work out the post-edit and get the best one and throw it back up on the air, you know, make everyone happy that we, you know, that they, we didn't show the actual injection. That's how I think they did it. Yeah. I still find it very weird, though, that, you know, even if it is a real, even if it was, like, say, say okay, she did get the flu shot, it was a real thing. You know, they... This, this person who we don't... Again, we don't know if she's a registered nurse or not or we don't know who she is. She's not wearing an ID. She doesn't wear gloves. She's not wearing a mask, you know, like... Um, you know, they obviously, they were pushing masks and, you know, we've got to wear masks and blah, blah, blah. You've got to wear gloves so and strange, blah, blah, blah. Okay. She, if she's a health professional and she's not wearing any... Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a nurse issue a vaccine to anyone, any footage that isn't wearing... I mean, prove me wrong if you want to, folks, but don't, aren't they all wearing gloves, you know what I mean? Like, even in a doctor's hospital, a doctor's um, office or whatever, you know, they, yeah. they're, they're dealing with, you know, 
blood and, you know, like an injection, all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, don't they wear some sort of safety protection or something like that? You know, it just seems very strange. Um, was odd. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It was, was, was really, really odd. But, you know, it was beautiful because it absolutely blew up in their face. Yeah, big time. You know, it I, absolutely again, blew up. Loving you know? the free publicity from that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was gold, General. Yeah, and well done to you. You put a lot of work in getting those articles up too, so it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, big time. All right, well, let's yeah. um, segue over because we, we mentioned, well, you mentioned it just before, Andy, uh, this big talk lately, and it's going, again, this is also going ballistic on social media. I mean, I, I shared a simple screenshot from Mr. Bryce Cartwright's own Instagram page. I just share that on our Facebook page because I'm actually I'm not on Instagram, but um, and that particular just that image, and I'll, I'll read it out for the folks who haven't perhaps haven't seen it, and obviously for our international listeners and stuff. Um, so the NRL is obviously the National Rugby League here in Australia. So it's our, one of our major national competitions uh, of football, and um, so one of the one of the players, he's one of the major NRL players. His name is Bryce Cartwright, and he posted this up uh, on his Instagram feed and this is what i've shared and it's gone uh, crazy like i said um i mean the australian vaccination risks network uh, also shared it and you know they've had like over 1300 shares and you know two two and a half thousand likes and stuff so it's gone crazy and that's just our little places you know on his own instagram page it's gone nuts as well so it's gone global i mean gone national and global who, who knows anyway so i'll read this out so this is from bryce himself he says not once have i said i'm anti-vaccinations I've never claimed to be a doctor or a medical professional, and I have never told anyone what they should or shouldn't do in regards to vaccinations. I stand for freedom. Sorry, I stand for the freedom to choose what goes into our bodies. I am pro-choice, pro-informed consent, and pro-medical freedom. I have nothing against people who choose to vaccinate, so to label me an anti-vaxxer is spreading misinformation. The flu shot is not mandatory in the NRL at the moment. And we'll go over that shortly. Players have been offered a waiver to sign if we don't want it. Giving us the ultimatum of get the flu shot or be stood down is coercion. And leaking private medical information, well, that's illegal. As for me, being the first and apparently only one declining the shot is bullshit and far from the truth. These are our bodies and we decide what goes in them. I know people in my industry with vaccine-injured children and the herd never stuck around for them. I won't be bullied into making decisions that could impact my health and the health of my family. Thank you for all the messages to those standing in solidarity. I see you. He's got the fist bump logo there. Um, you know, I posted that one and just said, stand tall, son, and that's gone crazy as well too. So um, really good to see that someone like this, um, and there are other footballers, like like he's saying, if you actually, if people who are on Instagram can actually go and look at his, it's Bryce Cartwright 6 B-R-Y-C-E, Cartwright, C-A-R-T-W-R-I-G-H-T-6, Bryce Cartwright6. That's his Instagram handle. So um, have a, you can have a look at who has liked and who's following and who's you know supporting him uh, and commenting and stuff. He's got that many you know, heaps of footballers from the NRL behind him. So for them to say that he's like a lone nut, you know, like the media has been hammering this poor guy. You know, Absolutely calling, not. Calling him out, you know, he's and you know trying to make him look like he's 
one of only maybe a very, very small, small minority of players that are anti-vax, you know what I mean? That's what they're labeling him as. And you know, he's come out with this massive, awesome statement, well-written, you know what I mean? Um, people don't give credit to some of these footballers. They're not all just meatheads. Some of them are very intelligent guys. Um, and this guy's very eloquently mentioned, uh, I mean, written that piece there uh, and stood up for himself, you know what I mean? Um, so now let's head over... Um, so when, now that we've gotten that out of the way, we know what's been sort of happening. So this has gone massive at the moment in Australia. Lots of stuff happening on it. Um, I think it was an Andy or Tracy, one of you's found this, this article from, uh, and I really, I don't want to share the link to it, but I will if I have to. It's from news.com.au, you know, one of our propaganda machines here in Australia. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the headline, uh, if you don't, uh, if you, if you don't mind Tracy, I might get you to go over this cause it's not very big anyway, but I'll let you go over it. Um, so the headline is, if you want to bring it up, it's uh, um, NRL. NRL, yep, anti-vax players score win. So, yeah, NRL anti-vax players score win with coronavirus flu shot concession. So the NRL has been forced into an embarrassing retreat after the league's anti-vax players secured a rollicking win at the negotiation table. So that sounds awesome, and I haven't read the article, so... I'll, I'll, <laughs> um, I'll go over yeah. it if you want to. Yeah, okay. And I'll, I'll just throw to you guys I, I thought I'd through. just um, mention while I'm, while I'm here, um, in a Seven News article, it stated that more than a dozen players have refused to take the shot. Now, how many more than a dozen, we don't know, but yeah, I'd love to know. Be, that could be 200 for a know we that know. But at yeah. least we, know, we do know it's more than a dozen. <laughs> so that's something that's according to, yeah, Ch- uh, Channel 7 News article. And again, thank you for pointing that out because... That there is again very clever wordplay, and like you said, you just you made it very clear. We don't. It's more than a dozen. Well, that doesn't actually tell you anything. It could be, like I said, it could be two hundred players are on the same yeah. on the same page. It could exactly. be third. It could be thirteen. That's more than a dozen, but it could be all of them. You know what I mean? Like that's the wordplay that these propaganda machines put out there. Now they don't actually give you a figure. They won't say. You know, they try and make it look small and insignificant, and uh, that these people are a minority. That's what they try and do, especially with vaccinations. When I can tell you now, when we, and we'll refer to that that um, poll that um, Nine News put up as well. well. We'll refer to that shortly and talk about those numbers in a minute because um, that poll is significantly related to this article. But there you go. So, um, well, that, yeah, they wanted to focus on what was it, Bri- Bryce Cartwright? I don't mm-hmm. know, is that his name? Yeah. 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 yeah, and they really they made one article just focusing on him, like like he was the only one. But then that's not as far from the case. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, so this article. Sorry. All right. Mm. And feel free to jump in as I go if you want. Otherwise, I'll throw okay. to you guys for a comment. Um, so this is the article, folks. The NRL's anti-vax. Here we go. Anti-vax straight off the bat. It's a you know the third word in. It's anti-vax. The NRL's anti-vax players have secured permission to play on when the 2020 season restarts on May 28. Um, for those listening overseas, the our National Rugby League competition, like most competitions around the world, um, were obviously put on hiatus or you know um, cancelled altogether. Ours was simply put on hiatus until this whole situation is over um, because of the COVID-19. Um, so it start, restarts on the 28th of May as the NRL was forced to retreat over its biosecurity protocols. In a whirlwind 24 hours for the game, 
Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison publicly advocated for the player, sorry, for the league to adopt a no jab, no play policy towards the players refusing to receive a common flu shot on Wednesday. Again, we'll go over that language in a second. Only for the game to go in another direction. It was reported on Wednesday the NRL was considering acting on Morrison's advice by making making all anti-vax players available uh, for selection. Just a day later, the league was forced into retreat after a Thursday meeting with the Rugby League Players Association, so they're banded together, where the league was forced to give anti-vax players permission to play this season in spite of their decision to operate outside the league's biosecurity measures. It emerged on Wednesday that Gold Coast star Bryce Cartwright has refused to receive the common flu shot. There it is again, the common flu shot. Yeah, and focusing on him. Yeah, again, Mm. focusing on him, yeah. While Raiders stars, including Josh Papali, one one of our massive big powerhouses of the game, reportedly also knocked back the flu jab on religious grounds. Cartwright and the Raiders players reportedly also refused to sign a legal waiver which would have allowed them to continue training with their teammates. It was earlier reported, sorry, it was earlier reportedly the players refused to sign the waiver because of a line of a line in the document that stated the players accepted that they were at a greater risk of contracting the flu if they refused the flu vaccine. <laughs> the NRL sat down with the uh, Rugby League Players Association on Thursday after a meeting of the Australian Rugby League Commission and addressed uh, to address the anti-vax headache. <laughs> headache, here we go. Again, <laughs> I'm glad language. they got a headache. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was the uh, players' union holding all the cards. Mm. According to the Australian, uh, the Australians, Brent Reid, the league was agreed. Oh, sorry, the league has agreed to allow the anti-vax players to play this season if they sign an updated legal waiver. Uh, there is more to the article there, but we won't go too far through it. That's pretty much the the main part I wanted to cover there. Now let's just, uh, Andy, I might just throw to you first, man. <laughs> just with regards to this article, let, let, let's just have a little look at the language used here first of all let's just address a couple of them there again throwing anti-vax straight away at this player when he's already come out saying he's not anti-vax uh let's look at receiving a common flu shot you know what i mean if it's so common what's the big fucking deal um what else was the the language here further down uh, you know, here we go, addressing the anti-vax headache, you know what I mean? So, this the language they've got in this article, Andy, I mean, do, can we call this journalism? Uh, reporting? Or what can we call this? <laughs> Let's want to hear what you've got to say on this piece, man. <laughs> journalism has been finished a long time ago, like we've discussed many times on this show. Um, yeah, look, it's just, you know, like, we know that, we know all of this is a business plan. We've discussed this like before mm-hmm. and we know that the media, their media tools, media assets for whoever, whoever's orchestrating this stuff, whoever big farmer is, whoever, you know, is, is trying to push this agenda on, on, a, on the Australian population. So these are just words. The words are tools as well. And the anti-vax thing is is basically, you know, like you know, general. It's 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 used to demean people, to push them into you know into the conspiracy nut type you know genre. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, it's just more of the same same language, and and the common flu, like you've already said, is is just just a way to smooth out any kind of perceived rough edges with a flu vaccine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look, it's all just smoke and mirrors. It's the same 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 kind of language that we've seen for years and. Uh, anti-vax headache i've sort of i haven't seen that one before but but yeah you know it's just it's it's a headache for them and probably probably the inference to the the football loving crowd that oh you know these people are gonna you know like slow down our game and potentially wreck the game that we love and this is a headache to the to the whole thing and these people need to be you know brought to heel you know um but uh look you know yeah. um just just more of the same man yeah i would go as far as to say andy that this this term anti-vax that keeps throwing around it, it's literally a weapon you know what i mean like that's that is a weapon in their arsenal it's a Sorry. it's a, a shit weapon but it's a weapon in their arsenal that they use to to try and because they've obviously got the people who are on the fence and the people who are pro-vax so you know, whipping out this anti-vax slogan uh, and using it in this in this form is definitely a weaponized form of its use in terms of you know the the perception management that they're using on the wider public here. Um, uh, Tracy, what did you want to say? Oh, I was just thinking how they're lumping everybody into the anti-appa, anti-appa, and anti-vax as an anti-vaxer like. So only a fifth of the population, less than a fifth of the Australian population have downloaded the app, um, the COVID safe app. So all the rest of us apparently were called anti-appers. So this yeah. anti, <laughs> <laughs> so we're lumped in, you know, we're just as dangerous. The anti-appers are just as dangerous apparently yeah, as the funny? anti-vaxxers. But is that, <laughs> you know what that means though? That means that 20 million of our fellow Australians yeah. are the majority and us anti-appers are in. You know, we're in the lead. We're we're the yeah. ones that are actually winning this fight. That's what it actually means. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> and so I, that's, I actually, that's hilarious. Andy and I had chatted about this during the week. We actually, well, during the last fortnight anyway, we kind of doubt these numbers that they're toting as well. They're saying five million, over five million, or around five million downloads. Right now, I think Andy, you had a look on the the Android app store, and it's. What does it say, like yeah. a million downloads, or what does it say on there? Do you remember? Um, look, it was between 1 million and 1.1. 1. 1. I'll have a bit of a look while, yeah, while you look, keep talking. Okay, wow. so he'll check that now, right? Now, for those out there that are listening, the, the market share um, between iPhone users and Android users, right, there is a... It, it was predominantly iPhone for a long a long time, and now it's it's now merged more towards... Yeah, there's a lot more Samsung users, which is obviously the Android phones, and of course other brands and Google phones and stuff, which is all Android stuff, right? So they've got now got a bigger market share, so their numbers are bigger, right? Now the App Store for Apple does not give you any figures. You could go to, you know, any app you want; it will not tell you how many times that app's been downloaded. It doesn't give you any numbers at all, right? So for them to come out and say that five million people have downloaded this app, how are they getting? You know, how are they getting this? I mean. I doubt that 5 million people have registered to use the app because considering how shit their systems are, it would have crashed the first time it's been used if that many people have, you know, downloaded that that many times. I mean, they can barely run a census uh, than, than, you know, issue apps. I mean, they can't even... 
um, you know, the MyGov website crashes when they have, you know, an upturn of like 20% or 30% of people using it. You know what I mean? Like, so for them to say that this app is being used and downloaded that many times is, is I believe, completely false. Because, like yeah. I said, if you take, for example, the market share of of Samsung users, I'll be sorry, Android users, which is about, I mean, Andy, have you got that figure now by any chance? Yeah, yeah. It's still the same. It's somewhere between 1 million and 1.1 million since we last spoke about it. So let's be generous and say we'll, we'll double that figure because that's, I guess, the, the other part of the market share, which the is Apple, iPhone users Apple, and Apple people, users, yeah. correct, right? So yeah. that's still only about 2 million, roughly. You know, yeah. I mean, where are they getting this five million figure from? It's bullshit. That is that is massive manipulation and uh, and well, I think that's fake news to be honest. I, I would say that they're trying to make, obviously inflating the numbers again. With the, again, this is part of the whole COVID nineteen bullshit, which is make the numbers look worse and, and bigger than what they are, and mm. that, that includes this app as well. You know what I mean? And uh, Ethan's done some some good pieces. So head over to tottnews.com. I won't go over them because when he comes back on the show, hopefully for the next episode, he might want to um, bring up those pieces as well. But he's done some work on on the whole COVID safe uh, app as well. So we'll get yeah. Ethan to cover those on the next episode. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, this, you know, we're all anti-appers. Well, we're the fucking majority. <laughs> the archers, you know what I mean? Like that's right. They yeah. should be bound to us. I mean, you're a fool if you've. I mean, if you've downloaded the app and deleted it, then good on you. But I mean, if you've downloaded it and kept it, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you need it? It's ridiculous. It's literally. I mean, the terminology calling it a tracing app when it really it's a tra- it's a tracking app. They've just changed the terminology there, but to make it sound a bit more, uh, you know user-friendly and uh, not as uh, sinister as what it actually is. Um, hence the, um, the, the, the name change. Yeah, mate, what were we going to say? Yeah, no, that's all right. Just when you're ready, I just I just want to make like a, a comment in regards to the NRL um, when you're ready, General. Um, yeah, go for it, like, now, mate, if you want to. Listen, I just like in regards to the NRL, like I think, you know, like our discussions about this being a big plan and everything like that. I think they thought that they were going to bring out one of the big, the big guns because I'm thinking that whoever's running this pandemic basically thought that if we can, if we can make a big stand here with a, you know, like a large football organisation in this country, and have a and and make a big stamp on this population that all of your heroes, all of your footballers are all going to be flu-vaxxed, then that's going to be a big win for us. I didn't mm-hmm. think that they had, like, that they really thought it through as well as probably what they should have done. I think I think they're, they're, one of their big plans has just blown in back into their face big style. Mm, I, I think it's, I think this I think this is a huge win for for you know medical, medical freedom. Yeah, I really do. It's, I'm hearing it's you, man. just Absolutely. because I think that this was a big plan that went really, really went really wrong. Yeah, and, and I, love, um, I love watching their plans like this backfire. It's so good to see. It's so yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they put up this the poll. Of, Sorry, go. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll refer to it in a second. Uh, the amount of people that I'm seeing in like what you suggested from those Instagram posts that would suddenly be thinking, watching their heroes, watching their footy stars and stuff like that and getting involved in this sudden, this debate that's, and this debate that's just been, you know, generally centered around like you and me and, and, and our community 
and suddenly it's gone mainstream like yeah. you know debates about like should we get vaccinated against the, the you know the flu jab and stuff like that suddenly it's out in the open now and mm. i don't you know and it's kind of like it's so interesting to see that like i don't think that they really wanted this to be out in the open to be debated like it has because mm. generally they've always shut down debates you know they have um, right. Uh, i think it keeps coming yeah. down to that base question andy is is do you want autonomy over your own body or do you want someone else like the government or someone else to have the power over what goes into your body? And that's what it keeps coming down to on a base level here. And I think that question seems to be waking up a lot of people. I've been seeing people sort of say that in a lot of the comments and the threads and all that sort of stuff, you know, and I think a lot of people are, you know, those sort of comments are getting a lot of likes and I'm seeing, I'm seeing people who are on my own friends list, my wife's friends list and things that are actually in support of this guy and are, are on, you know, are voting, are voting no on this poll, which I'll talk about in a second. And we're like going, oh, wow, we didn't know she was that way. And, oh, it's good to see. Like, finally, people are waking up. You know, it gets, I think you're yeah, right, man. It has good. caused a, a massive, this little ripple of a player doing this has now gone and, and made a fucking tsunami. You know what I mean? It's turned into a massive yeah. tsunami. And, uh, you know, we're riding the wave right now, man. It's so good to see. And the yeah, poll I'm yeah, referring yeah. to was from uh, Nine News. So Nine News uh, put up a, a poll yesterday, uh, yesterday morning at 11.52 a.m., right? And myself and my wife were keeping a close eye on it, and it was heavily skewed towards the yes. And the question is, should professional sportsmen and women be made to have the flu jab before they return to the field competitively? That was the main question. So yes or no to that question, right? No, of course, no-brainer there. They shouldn't be made to have the flu jab before they compete again. Um, It's now currently... And when I... Again, we were looking at it very early on and keeping an eye on it. It was very heavily towards the yes. The yes had a lot more votes and stuff. That poll, it still ends in five more days. It's got five more days to run. It has had 106,000 votes. It's gone nuts, right? They usually... Tell you what, news organizations usually end these polls and delete their posts about these polls after this amount of time and when when they're not getting their way. They usually get rid of them. And it's still live right now. So that kind of says something to me as well. That it's still available to see, For first of all. Um, but it's currently sitting at 45 yes and 55 no. So the majority of people out there that have voted out of the 106,000 people uh, have said no, that they shouldn't be made to have the flu jab. Um, and if images... You could spend a, a day going through this poll and just reading all the comments and all that sort of stuff um, You know, from there. Uh, and it's really good to see, very encouraging. There's still obviously a lot of dimwits out there that are trying to cause arguments and saying that they should and they want to give up all their rights to have the flu jab and all that sort of shit. Like, it's terrible. Some people are just gone. Like, you, then there's no hope of rescuing some people and bringing them to our side unless unless the majority and the, and the news and everything else swings the other way. Then they'll follow because they're just sheep. But I think there's a lot of trolls on there too. There generally. are, of course, of course, because you know the let's let's face it, the big farmer who produces these things have paid armies of trolls that go in into bat for them on social media. So I mean, you know, they'd be onto this right away, trying to trying to sway it and swing it the other way. But I mean, I tell you what, 
the amount of, I mean, we've sh- I've shared it, the amount of groups and, and things on social media that have shared this poll and encourage people to vote no and wake up and see what's going on is just awesome. You know, the, there's such a big, big powerhouse force behind our side of the fence. And I can tell you now, we're, looks like we're winning the fight, that's for sure. We're, we're, we've, made, we've drawn the line in the sand, you know what I mean? And more people are on our side of the line, that's for sure. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's so important for them to get the popular sporting personalities on board their vaccination drive, you know, to aid their ability to mandate vaccines for everybody. Yep. So this is excellent. It's really good to oh, see. I see. I it as agree, a win. Trace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they really good. wanted their they really wanted their poster boys right up the front there, you know, like side by side with yep. their, their pharmaceutical goals, you know. You can imagine that, um, look, I mean, Bryce Cartwright, he's not a, you wouldn't call him a high-profile player. Like, he's in the, the big league. He's in the, he, you know, he's a, takes the field for his for his team, you know, week in, week out and stuff when they do have, have games. But he wouldn't be known as a as a massive high-profile player. He's not, he's not a captain of a team and all that sort of stuff. You know, he's not one of the mm. big star players. But you can just see it now, though, that, there would be a lot of the big names in the game who are, I guess, friends with him and support him and, are, I guess, would be on his side of the fence and, and, you know, they're with him on this who probably aren't speaking up or aren't saying anything or choosing to sort of stay quiet with regards to this because of the, you know, the influence that they as individuals have on the game and their fans and stuff, you know what I mean? So they probably don't want to get into that argument and get in the limelight. So I dare say there's probably a bit of that going on as well. Um, that we probably don't really know about or, you know, I mean, that's an assumption, but I would say it's probably a safe assumption that that sort of stuff is happening because I can tell you now, like I know mm. a few footballers and stuff and I've spoken to lots of them in the past, even past players, you know, they're, they, these blokes are all friends, you know what I mean? Like one footballer from one team will have footballers from almost all the all the teams in the league, you know, as their mates and they all chat to each other. They're all good mates. Like in the end, on the field there, they do battle, but when the game's over, they all go and enjoy a beer together and they're all sort of good mates and stuff, you know what I mean? They all chat to each other and especially all the Kiwi boys, you know, like all the Islanders, you know, they're all, doesn't matter what team you play for, they're all still cousins in their own eyes, you know what I mean? So um, I can tell you now that support that Josh Papali would have, you know, he's... Um, He's a Logan boy, in fact. He's actually from the Logan area. Josh Papali used to play for Logan Brothers, I'm pretty sure, um, which is a, a club very close to where I am. Um, now plays in the Australian Capital Territory, but he's got a massive following of Islanders behind him, you know what I mean? So he's probably going to be helping to wake up a lot of people. And he did it on religious grounds, which is fine, but I guess that kind of opens up the, the door for them to go, yeah, I might I might say no to vaccines for, re- for religious reasons too, you know what I mean? Like... If there's any way they can say no to them and get away with it, you know, go for it, I say. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, a lot of Islanders are, like, Christians. Exactly. And it's not, yeah. very, it's not very Christian to inject fetal tissue into your bloodstream. Correct. People don't know that. There's, that's right. There's DNA, foreign DNA and DNA from aborted human fetuses that are made uh, in these, uh, that are used in the production of these vaccines. Almost all Correct. of them, in fact, have foreign DNA in them. Um, yeah. yeah, so you're you're changing your own DNA sequence with an aborted human fetus. If you wanted to put that in, you go for it. But if you really want to yeah. wake up and see what that's going to do to your immune system and uh, the autoimmune f- issues that can happen as a result of that, then uh, I would suggest don't do it. <laughs> I'm yeah, not a medical doctor at all, how- but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our conversation, like uh, with Palajay and this NRL stunt, like both these two stunts are both like, like it appears just blown back into their face, big style. Mm. So, you know, like so, 
the farmer marketing machine has had a good kick in the teeth in the last few weeks. It's, big it's time. like it's giving us, you know, giving us some sort of hope. Yeah, so, big time. Anyway. Yeah. I noticed they've now, obviously, because we're, and I hate saying this, and I don't agree with the term, but they're saying that we're heading into the flu season, you know, just because it's getting into winter, that's all of a sudden means it's a flu season, but um, there is no flu season. There's a low light season, which is obviously winter, because we have less sunlight and it's colder, um, but there's no flu season. Anyway, we're, apparent, we're apparently heading into that now here in Australia, because it's getting into winter in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, um, and I've seen a lot of places promoting and pushing the flu jabs, you know, um, Get your flu jab now, blah, blah, blah. But I think um, even in that documentary that we mentioned earlier, Plandemic, with uh, in the interview with Judy, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, she even talks about how there's a, there was a study done saying that uh, if you receive the, the flu vaccine, that you're actually more of a greater risk of contracting coronaviruses as well. Um, you know what I mean? Like all the, 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 that's, that's a medical study that was done. There's science behind that as well. But do you hear the, the mainstream media mentioning this fact to anyone to, is that getting put in the broadcast? No, it's get your flu shot and shut up is what they're basically saying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that study. Yeah. Mm, interesting, so you, isn't it? So I'll, oh, put, yeah. I'll put up a link to that um, documentary. Obviously it's been pulled down from YouTube numerous times already. Uh, but I've, I've been sharing the, really? the, bit, the BitChute link um, so people can go to BitChute and have a look and watch it over there because it, it'll never get pulled down from there. Um, so I'll share... Good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll share the link uh, in the show notes for this one as well for people to... If you haven't seen it, it only goes for like 26 minutes or something. Um, it's, I think that is part one. I think they've promoted it as... There probably will most likely be more to it. Um, so yeah, please go over and watch that, that doc, uh, documentary as well. Um some good stuff coming good out one. of um, the Corbett report from James Corbett as well. He's done a really good little doco on um, uh, on Bill Gates. And I'm pretty sure that's only part one of what he's put up to. And I think Ethan's also been doing some information on Bill Gates and his uh, a- apparent attempt to take over the medical system of the world, basically. Um, he This bloke should be numero uno on the hit list, I can tell you now. Whoever's out there. You know, what, do, what do I say in those chat threads sometimes, Andy? Damn it, snipers, where are you? You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's take the f- him out yeah take that motherfucker out <laughs> guy, that guy's got to go I mean, he's not he has no medical qualifications whatsoever but he's now he, you know he funds the world health organization i mean what the hell like seriously if people only knew what this guy was into um so go over to tottnews.com and check out ethan's work on that one as well so um anything else you wanted to bring up for this episode uh andy i'll, I'll throw to you first uh no i think we pretty well covered it it was a good little episode we focused mm. more about um you know vaccination in general and yeah and we haven't really covered uh, rather than, stuff for a while so yeah we haven't to get done that it. for a while um yeah rather than just focusing on the COVID 19 pandemic um but yeah no i think we i think we covered that nicely general thanks awesome. very much tracy anything else you want to add for this episode Dan? Oh, not really. No, thank you. <laughs> I think I've said everything I need to, but um, yeah, really good taking part. Thank you very much. No, look, we we really appreciate you coming on. Like it's, um, you know, you've uh, you've popped your podcast cherry now, so <laughs> you know it's not as bad as it's not as bad as it seems. It's good fun. <laughs> like I said, it's like being it's like being eighteen all over again, Trace. Yeah, there you go. You're oh, no longer a podcast goodness. virgin. Long time um, ago. 
<laughs> but it's good fun. This is what it is. It's basically like a group of friends. We we sit here and have a chat yep. like, like we would chat around a, a bar having a few drinks. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here with a can of gold right now. But um, yeah, this is this is what we do. And we, we try and talk about as much stuff as we can. And it's really yeah. casual. And uh, I'm glad you could, could join us, man. Uh, thanks again for really yeah. for putting up and then doing the effort of putting that article together. It's really good. And I really encourage everyone out there to read it and share it and put it in front of people's faces who who are believing this hook, line, and sinker and eating it up from the mainstream media. You know, this is the sort of thing you need to shove in their faces and go, look, just read this. If you have any respect for me whatsoever, then you'll read this and then we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? So that's one of those pieces, and I really appreciate you doing it, and I really love that you provided it for me to share on realnewsaustralia.com. Anything else you have you ever put together, please make sure you send it my way, and uh, I'll, of course, share that. Yep. I'm happy to be an outlet for your creative juices. So oh, thank again. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll have something else to offer you. Good stuff. Yep. Thanks, mate. Okay. Andy, thanks okay. again for joining me on this episode. Like I said, folks, we'll have Ethan back on for uh, 15, I'm pretty sure it'll be. Uh, and we'll go over some of his awesome work over at TOTTnews.com. Ando, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks, brother. Excellent. Right. Good show. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Hey folks, um, we're just uh, having to do a little addendum to this podcast because we just ended the podcast and uh, I've just walked out of my room where I do the podcast and my wife has come up to me and gone, oh my God, I'm in doing battle online with people. I'm like, what? What's going on? And she says, apparently the NRL, so we were just talking about Bryce Cartwright a little while ago on the podcast, the footballer, and uh, about his choice to, you know, to, to not have the flu shot, all this sort of stuff. And she's going, well, the NRL has just come out. So that's the National Rugby League. That's the body that runs the football. They've just run it, brought out this um, article and it says, I'll read this article through for folks and then we'll go over it with Andy. Andy's joining me as well. Three Titans stood down. That's the, the, the football team he plays with, the Titans. Three Titans stood down after refusing flu vaccinations. Now, the article goes, Titans back rower, Bryce Cartwright, Hooker, Nathan Peets, and another teammate have been stood down over their refusal to get influenza vaccinations. The NRL advised its three Queensland clubs on Friday that all players and staff are required to have flu shots to comply with the Queensland government's regulations, which allow exemptions to COVID-19 laws around group training and playing games. The NRL's exemption to return in the Sunshine State, which is Queensland, was granted on the condition that all players would be vaccinated. The three Gold Coast players have been stood down until further notice following the intervention of Queensland's Chief Medical Officer, Jeanette Young. Yeah, far out. You should look up that person, folks. I mean, look up that bloke. <laughs> uh, Pete's took to social media shortly after news broke to clarify that he would be getting a vaccination and had only objected to the flu shot after having a bad reaction previously. So this poor bastard, I'll just interject here, this poor bastard when he was playing for a Sydney club down south um, got, a, got a flu shot and had, a, had an adverse reaction to it so he didn't want to get him again. And now he's being made to have them even though he's had adverse reactions to them in the past. How ridiculous is that? Uh, going on, here we go. He wrote that after seeing his name mentioned as one of the trio that had been stood down for no flu job, he clarified that it had nothing to do with other players and being anti-vaccination. Myself, wife, and both my sons are vaccinated. 
I had a bad experience in 2012 when I was at Souths when I had the flu shot. That's my only reason behind it. I've spoken to the club and will get the jab this afternoon. I had the option to say yes or no, and I chose no for that reason. If I knew that it, I would that it would blow up, I would have said yes straight away. So this poor bastard's basically been coerced into it because of the reaction. Um, the identity of the final Titans player stood down is yet to be revealed by the club or the NRL. I have had a discussion with the NRL this morning, and they've stood down those three players at the moment until we work out what it means, Dr. Young said on Friday afternoon. That's today, right now, basically. This article came out less than an hour ago, or about an hour ago. Uh, in actual fact, they've done a very good job. All their, other, all their other players, staff, and officials are all vaccinated. Poor bastards. That is an amazing outcome, so I'm sure we're going to be able to sort it all out. That's all being fixed. They'll be coming back to me about those three individual players. But remember, that's three players out of three teams, so we'll work on that one. We'll work that one through. Earlier in the day, Gold Coast coach Justin Holbrook told reporters that Cartwright had signed an amendment, an amended NRL waiver after refusing a flu shot and the, that the club would ensure all its squad and staff were compliant with current NRL rules. Uh, probably don't need to go too far. Cartwright is one of a small group. Yeah, I didn't want to... I can skip that bit there. Don't worry about that bit there. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Whether those same objectors would be permitted to travel to Queensland and play in the state without being vaccinated is another issue the NRL plans to work through before the planned May 28 restart. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the question you had just before we started recording. So says there's no been there's been no public or private indication from New South Wales or the ACT governments whose regulations would dictate the remaining objectors across the NRL on whether they will allow, so whether they will follow Queensland's lead in standing down players without flu injections. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting there, whether they're going to allow players from other states to enter Queensland. It looks like they won't, unless they've been vaccinated. Uh, speaking prior to the stand-downs, ordered against three of his players, Holbrook said the Titans would continue to abide by any directions from the NRL, HQ, and government authorities. Of course, they will. Um, uh, where it says, uh, "What we've got to do as a club, and I mean this, is follow the procedures and regulations by the government. You've got to be good little minions. And if one of them is to go, go get the flu shot or sign a waiver, as long as we're compliant, I think that's okay." So he does have there whether he can sign a waiver. So he's happy with the waivers if there are waivers allowed. But um, yeah, so there's this is all basically this has all come about, and I haven't really sort of mentioned it too much in the article. There, there's not much really left to the article, folks. But I will include it in the show notes as well as part of the addendum. Uh, could this could this general could this be the beginning of no jab no travel like the very 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 first instance of well, it? Well, let's chalk that one up to you called it first because yeah, it could very well be, mate. This could be part of that agenda of you can't cross state borders unless you've been vaccinated. So you know, um, again, what proof are they are asking for to to say whether they have or not? You know. Um, do they have to show improved medical records? I mean, you know, I thought this stuff was private and confidential, but anyway, uh, we did talk about that back in the podcast earlier today. Um, 
I just thought this was pretty funny because my wife was going, yeah, they can't do this. And she's having doing battles with <laughs> with pe with trolls on Facebook right now that are smashing her. Um, and she's gone, yeah, you cannot force a medical procedure on anyone ever. People have the rights over their own body uh, and no type of employment has the right to take that away from you. You know, but, you know, she's getting smashed for that in the comments and being called an anti-vaxxer, but who cares? Um, look, and I, she goes, yeah, they can't do that. I'm like, well, look, I think the only reason why they're saying they can do it is because currently under this ridiculous pandemic that we're under and this COVID-19 restrictions, it all boils down to the Biosecurity Act, which I guess was enacted. Um, and that now basically dictates that the Queensland government under these new health measures has these has these new powers, right? So they can basically say, you can't do this, you can't do that unless you've had unless we say otherwise, basically, because of the new powers that they've got under these biosecurity laws that are in place because of the current pandemic that they're saying. So if this pandemic wasn't on, if it was declared over and then those powers were, I guess, rescinded and things sort of returned to normal, this wouldn't be an issue. So any player not getting a flu shot wouldn't be an issue. It's only an issue because we're currently under this pandemic and these current, I guess, powers that the Queensland government and the federal government have at the moment uh, are enacted. So Andy, that's probably what I'm, that's what I'm seeing here, you know what I mean? So if these players, I guess, can just hold off until this whole thing is has blown over, I think they'll be okay and they'll probably be allowed to come back in based on purely the waiver part of it. Because again, this all falls back to the power that they've currently only got because of this World Health Organization pandemic that's been declared. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't. I'm. I'm really cagey on whether they're going to actually lift this legislation or not. Well, same. I, I, hope, I think. Yeah. I, once I they, think they could leave the legislation, but like ease the restrictions. Mm, yeah, that's what guess one. And thing then they've got be careful of. Yeah. You're right, though. That's one thing to keep an eye on, folks. Is um, whether the pandemic is then, I guess, officially ended. Um, whether or not they rescind the powers that they were given. Um, I couldn't tell you right now whether what's written in those particular um, biosecurity acts, the laws that were passed. I'm not sure if you know, once the pandemic's over that they automatically rescind those powers and things return to normal. I'm not too sure. Um, I couldn't tell you right now. I guess that could be looked up. Anyway, if they want to look that up, please feel free to do so and, and let us know. Um, but yeah, so I just thought I'd jump back on with you, Andy, and just quickly run over that, mate, because that's full on. We were just talking about in the podcast how... You know, this 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 player's got so yeah. much support, and these other players have who have got all this support. And now we just we walk out the door of my my room where I'm recording the podcast, and my, my wife's going, "They've stood him down." I'm like, "What? I've just finished talking about it." You know, <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, really, I mean, what I would like to see is a player group. I mean, if they are all mates and they're all you know in a team, I would like to see the group say, "Well, you know, if you're going to do that to." you know, yeah, such and such and so together. and so. Yeah. We're all just gonna we'll all just sit out and yeah. then you you know, all you the big NRL money machine, you can you can run out there yourself. Yeah, why didn't they you do know, that? if you want if you want the whole administ the whole team yeah. administration go, Yeah, well if you know, we're not gonna stand him down for his choice. Let's yeah, if you stand him down, we you have to stand all of us down, you know, like gonna, what are you gonna you do? Know, cancel an entire team just because we don't want to get a shot? You correct. Know, like, that's Correct, and you yeah. know what? Isn't it isn't it funny how you got like three three 
like state groups, right? Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland, and like so. Then like they've got this issue, so then they're breaking it down, and then they're basically going to isolate three of them, right? Because that's what they do. They'll break it down to one or two or three or one preferably, and then they'll put so much pressure on on an individual they'll always crumble, mm. you know. But they're not going to do it to like say a team. You know, because exactly. this is this is how that's how they get you. So they need you know the pressure is too much for one guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And they've got they're, they're pulling them down and pulling them apart. As a, a, the NRL and all of the teams underneath it, as a as a big group, and then you pull pull the people who are you know ex pro vaxxers in that in that group. That's that might be sixty guys. I mean, it's too much for them to handle. But plan, and then they pull it down to three guys. And then, then they can really start like chipping away and chipping away and break it down. That's how I see it. So mm. anyway, sad, yeah. sad times. Yeah, but let's just say, hope that uh, you know well, the boys it's... can like stick up for themselves and do just do what's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's full on. I can't believe they've done this. So um, hopefully they're just, um, it's temporary and hopefully they can get back in the game uh, when all this, you know, does blow mm. over. I guess fingers crossed for that one. So Easy all right, man. Well, thanks for jumping back on with you just quickly to go over that. Um, I thought yeah, we really yeah, needed to yeah. do that because we were just talking about it a few minutes ago. So <laughs> keeping you all up to date all with right. uh, Have a good week. information. Bye. <laughs> all right, catch you on the next one.